Pretty big Tuesday show, pretty big Tuesday on USF Bulls Unlimited for you, as you probably saw on Twitter, and hopefully you follow us on Twitter at Bulls Unlimited, and yours truly at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P, that we will be carrying live the Jeff Scott press conference. It's something we do already, but uh, today's will be (laughs) probably a little bit more of interest because the quarterback situation has been not only settled, but has changed in many ways here at USF. We'll talk about that here shortly in our first block. In our second block, more interviews. In fact, we're wrapping up our soccer interviews with a couple of men's soccer standouts with Josh Comina and a guy that started in the preseason opener and has an interesting story as he is a grad transfer from Harvard, Alfred Perez. And you'll definitely want to hear from Jokester and a player who was so good as a freshman last year out of Argentina, Tizzy Boyes for USF Volleyball. You'll also hear, by the way, from Bob Butehorn, who spoke to Mike Hogan, the standout SID for the men's soccer team. Chatted up, Bob. I want you guys to hear that conversation ahead of tonight's Rowdy's Cup. So, like I said, a big day. We've got the Jeff Scott Press Conference live. We've got the soccer match between USF and UT live. We'll talk more about that in our second block, as I say. And, of course, we haven't forgotten about the women's team, which begins its season on Saturday, just a programming note, we do the conference show. It's kind of taken a hiatus for the summer around the American. But once the season kicks in here on Unlimited, around the American on a Monday is a full 15-minute program. And then on Wednesdays and Fridays, we put it at the end of the hour. So you hear two Bulls beats on repeat, and then you get your conference news at the end of the hour. That's coming back tomorrow because the season actually kicks off. The fall season actually does kick off this week on a Thursday night with women's soccer, although our Bulls don't play their regular season opener until Sunday. Also, the national rankings came out when it came to college football, the preseason AP Top 25. A couple of American Athletic Conference teams are ranked. We'll give you those details on tomorrow's show as well. The volleyball Top 25 has no one in the rankings, but a certain team from down the road near them, a certain team that will be coming to the Yingling Center this year. Can't wait for volleyball season. That's next weekend. Soccer, we're right in the middle of exhibition matches. And then, of course, football in a few weeks. Stay tuned for more details this week, most likely this week, about our broadcasts. But as far as today goes, yeah, you'll definitely want to be tuned in at around 11.15. That's when Jeff Scott is scheduled to meet the media, and he'll speak for the first time on the decision to name Gary Bohannon the starting quarterback. Now, originally, we get all this stuff ahead of time. There were two other student-athletes that were scheduled to speak, but... What do you know? That has been changed. (laughs) Gary Bohannon. Yeah, we'll carry that as well. We'll be speaking along with Jatorian Hansford, who I would imagine is someone that made a nice impression at the scrimmage on Saturday. No doubt Bohannon did the same, and I'm sure that was part of it. And Timmy McLean, of course, everyone loves what he did for the team last year. We all were big fans of his. But it's worth noting that, and I just got to say it from observing Timmy, not on the field, but off the field. He was definitely, in the interview he did with me, very pleasant, very cordial. Same went for the press conference with both he and Gary. But it just seemed like there was just a little bit something off. I don't know whether he was bothered or by the whole situation or not, but it doesn't seem like he was having as much fun as he should have been. And Bohannon, kind of the veteran guy, he's been through battles before, had that more relaxed assured presence and no doubt that transferred onto the field and we've talked about Bohannon's leadership and I think ultimately that's probably a big part 
of what led to the decision to make him the starting quarterback. We will hear hopefully from Timmy one of these days, but not at USF, as if you missed his part, and we'll hear from Mr. Bohannon. Spoke with Kaylee Cottrell after practice on Monday. That audio coming your way here shortly. But Timmy McLean, a couple of hours after the announcement was made, entered the transfer portal. So his name has actually already been taken off of the roster on GoUSFBulls.com, so he is no longer part of the team. It does mean that Catravis Marsh is going to be the number two quarterback, presumably, but Byron Brown is a true freshman who's been moving up the charts. And McLean will have a chance to play elsewhere, not this season. So I don't think that's uncommon. It Honestly, there was just a small tinge of disappointment at first when I saw his decision, but then it made complete sense. People are doing it all over the place. You're having it in other big power institutions. You're having quarterbacks in SEC schools not getting the job and deciding not to play football anymore. So that's not what Timmy's going to do. And it's also been nice to see the general reaction from Bulls fans. And that is, in general, very positive. You see a lot of nasty stuff on social media sometimes. I'm glad to see that Timmy McLean is not having to undergo that for the most part, nor should he. We'll definitely be fans of his, but turning our attention to the QB1, and he's got a couple years left. I think that might have also had something to do with it. He is technically a junior, even though this is his fifth year in college because, well, the COVID year, and he had a couple seasons where he competed in just two and three contests. He's only really played two full seasons, and really last year was his first true full season so that might have been the deciding factor for Timmy if Bohannon would have just had one year here knowing that you're gonna have to sit out anyway for a year you hang around but Timmy decided to move along and let's move along to the microphone with Kaylee and Gary this was from after Monday's practice and of course you hear some music in the background it's part of the production but I think you'll live with it to hear what he had to say Gary Bohannon USF's QB1 first of all congratulations how does that sound to you it sounds amazing, honestly. I've been excited for it since I um, announced that I was coming here. I um, just came here, put my head down, go to work, yeah. and honestly just enjoy how the guys embrace me, welcome me. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm really lost for words for it. Um, it's just a great feeling to know I get to lead these guys out there come yeah. um, September 3rd versus BYU. So I'm just excited about that, excited to continue to compete every day. Yeah. And like you were saying, at a position that requires a lot of trust and leadership, how are you developing that relationship with your teammates? I feel like the relationship is going good. I mean, from the first day I got here, They've been open to me, whatever I was saying. They noticed that I was a hard worker, noticed I was a guy that was going to lead by example. Noticed I wasn't a guy that was overly vocal. I was just say things, say something when it was needed, honestly. Now I'm just coming out here, just saying, picking up um, everybody, coming out here, being the energy. I'm yeah. um, smiling, being excited about practicing, and trying to lead by example on the field and off the field. Love it. Now, a couple weeks ago, you told me that this season is going to be explosive. Explosive. Why is that? Just Coach Trickett, Coach Scott, the offensive yeah. staff, the things that they're coming up with, the game plans, the, um, the plays, everything, run game, pass game, everything has just been amazing. I mean, we come out here, get all these different looks, get all these different plays, and they just, they are so nice. I mean, we throw the ball down the field, got the nice quick game, intermediate throwing game. Um, just everything about it, and it all complements each other. So just how hard those guys work, I mean, they're in there at 12 o'clock in the morning. You can't ask for a better offensive staff than that. I mean, that's, you can't do anything but be explosive, so I'm excited about that. There is so much building around this program. How does it feel to be a part of it all? I mean, honestly, this is Tampa USF. I mean, 
Last season didn't go um, the way we expected it, but this season I feel it. Everybody feel it. The energy, the vibes, yeah. the competitive practices. I mean, yeah. it's an exciting year, exciting time to be a part of USF football. Love it. We are all excited for September 3rd. Thanks for the time and congrats again. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it too. And it was also, you heard QB1, not a coincidence that the long-awaited people were giving the social media folks grief. This was a few weeks back when Bohannon was listed as one of the watch list members for the Davy O'Brien Award, top quarterback in the country. And as I said on the show at the time, when you don't have a decision at quarterback, do you want to give one guy that sort of clout over the other? And that's probably why they didn't put it out there. Well, they did tweet it out pretty immediately. Yes, he is a candidate for the Davy O'Brien Award. And again, we'll be able to ask him questions today. Along with Jeff Scott, I would imagine that there's not much else as far as topics go. And so they also brought in Jatorian Hansford, which I think is a good idea to remind us that there's more positions on the team. That quarterback, but it is good to have it settled for Travis Trickett. I think that's a big deal. I think to have him with three more weeks to get ready. Honestly, I wasn't so sure after Saturday's scrimmage that there had been enough separation. But I think, again, the leadership... That's a big deal. I'm going to guess that was a deciding factor, at least a big part, along with the skill set of Bohannon. And the fact that, as Joey Johnston wrote in an article on this whole thing on GoUSFPools.com, even before Bohannon was on Scott's radar at all, there was the situation of him using Baylor as an example from last year after Baylor won the Big 12 because they had just won two games the year before. And if you're going to go with that as a possible trend, then absolutely you want to go ahead and make him your starter, and he is for the Bulls. Now, after the football press conference, it's actually today going to be Women's Soccer Media Day, so we'll talk to Denise Shelty-Brown. We'll also talk to Sydney Martinez and Lucy Roberts from the squad, so there's going to be plenty of press conference audio on tomorrow's show. No doubt about that. And speaking of women's soccer, yes, this is admittedly a little bit selfish, but the scenario that would benefit the Bulls the most from the under-20 Women's World Cup did play out as the Team Canada, which has two bulls on it, the only two bulls that are missing in action due to you know competing for the national stage, Vivian Bissett and Sarita Thurton lost their game over the weekend to France 3-1. to Even though they have one more game left, they are eliminated from advancing because they play Nigeria, and Nigeria is 2-0 and in the group. So even if Canada wins... It would only get three points. You have to finish in the top two of your group. So they wouldn't catch Nigeria. And then the other two teams in the group are France and Korea. And they play each other. And they're both on three points for a win. So one of them is going to finish ahead of Canada. So Canada officially eliminated. Which means even though Canada has one more game left, and that is tomorrow, that is going to be the last game. And that also means, of course, from a selfish standpoint, admittedly, that the Bulls will have beset the leader of their defense, and Sarita Thurton, who's likely going to be a starting forward, in line to play soon. I'm guessing not for the start of the regular season, which is this Sunday. Yeah, that's probably expecting too much, but possibly they could be back in town, and we'll ask Denise about that today. So coming up next, speaking of soccer, two more conversations with men's players, Josh Gomina and a newcomer, Alfred Perez. He's been around, but he's a newcomer to the Bulls. You'll also hear from Bob Butehorn and my conversation with Tizzy Pouillis of volleyball. That was a fun one. Trust me when Bulls Beat continues. This is the Unlimited Unloaded page. 
unlike most of the staff and etc talking about support staff coaching staff i will not be hush hush tonight we'll be on the microphone telling you what happens between the bulls and the university of tampa in men's soccer preseason game two out of three the bulls will finish up the exhibition schedule on saturday night against eckerd in fact that's our next live broadcast outside of press conferences and i use the hush hush reference as only because thanks to mike hogan's chat with bob butthorn on monday's practice which you're about to hear a little clip of did i know that ut went over to orlando and beat ucf on saturday now we become accustomed to when ucf is losing in a sport they don't tweet about it but in this case, neither did UT. They just said they're playing and didn't give any updates or any sort of results. So I'll find out what the score was and try and give you a, more of a recap. But the point is, UT went over to Orlando and beat UCF, and that's who the Bulls are playing tonight. So the Bulls themselves got the one nothing win against St. Leo. How did it look? And a little look ahead to tonight. Before we get to some interviews, here is the head coach of your USF men's soccer team, Bob Butehorn. It's tough to tell after one week kind of what you have, but it's uh, we're in a good spot. It's, um, it's a good group of guys. It's The level's up. They all know it. Um, the group that played against St. Leo was um, still short, nine guys. So even with that, they played really well and, and obviously should have created and probably had more chances. Um, but I, I like I like where we're at. The energy's really good. The, they've prepared this summer, and I think uh, looking forward to kind of how they build this. I think it's always been um, a big game just for both teams, and I, I like that there is the, the city kind of feel to it between the, the two schools. Um, I know that AB's done a good job um, with Mo there, and they've got a good, good group of guys, and I think they feel pretty strong about their group um, and where they're heading. And, and I, and I think that it's good for us. They've got some guys that have, have some maturity to them and, and some season to them as far as, you know, how they play and what they want to do. So it's a good test early on. And uh, no matter how we take it as an exhibition, it always ends up being a real game for both teams. So, you know, the coaches have a different idea, but it's going to be a good game. A.B. being longtime UT coach Adrian Bush, Mo Maurice, Lorignard. Yeah, some of the players that didn't get on the field, Gabby Privetera, Donovan Helsemeyer, who's been with the Bulls for a few years now. New transfer forward, Ashmir Spengler, who was a big-time scorer for Stetson last year. So whoever gets on the field, we will tell you all the action beginning at 7. A guy who impressed big-time in his first season on the field last year. Gives you an experience, sort of recap of what he's had going on at USF. Very impressive, Josh Gomina. And then we'll follow him up with the guy that played for three seasons at Harvard and was a starting forward for the Bulls on Saturday. Alfred Perez. Wanted definitely to talk to this man right here, Josh Gomina. And usually when you're looking at a soccer game and picking out highlights, it's, you know, goals, big saves. I remember you being about 10 yards behind somebody. I forget the opponent, but running them down. Copper, who has been tremendous. Oh, a casual ball to Soga. Going to whip it in, and that was going to a Dolphin. You could see that the whole way. Antonez, and here is a counter opportunity. What a flick pass up to the sub. Carson Wood and Josh Gomina. Wow. Everybody comes off the bench. Boy, I talked to Bob Butenhorn about Josh Gumina's speed. Unreal, because that was a tremendous ball by Antonez, and Carson Wood was in. He was five yards in, and Josh Gumina is tremendous. When did speed become such a big part of your abilities as a soccer player? What do you remember? How old were you? Um, I think speed has been part of my game since... I started playing soccer. <laughs> like, um, I remember when I was a little kid, we used to um, 
I used to play games with my friends where like you like requires you to run, like we play tag and tag yeah. and then like basically your friends would be running at you just to tag you. Yeah, try and get so yeah. you yeah, you basically <laughs> try to run away from them and like I remember like every time I played soccer, like I like to run a lot. So like I feel like doing all those things like made me like faster. Yeah. I got another question about yeah. the speed, but tell people you're talking about as a kid growing yeah. up. Where did you grow up and what was your um, when did I you start playing soccer? In Ghana I was born in Ghana and I lived most of my life in Ghana till I came to the United States for my high school and then um came to USF. Um but then I started playing soccer. I don't remember the specific age but then I just remember like playing soccer since I was a child. Um, yeah. Yeah, I loved, you know, watching certain African nations and yeah. Ghana seemed to always play against the United yeah. States, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I guess if they play now, you kind of have to still go for your home country, right? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. It makes of course. sense. <laughs> but we, we're fans of you here. Yeah. Um, I, I got to ask, it just seemed like, you don't know this, I think it was um, maybe North Carolina, Wilmington, that was the overtime game, and then you guys are gone after the game, and I'm packing up my stuff, and yeah. I hear one, one of the guys for Wilmington say, you know, their left back is really fast, like they were <laughs> praising you. Did you ever get tired last year? Um, Didn't seem like it. I think I think there were moments, like especially in the first half. I feel like the first half, going to the end of the first half is when I usually like get a little bit tired. But then um, coming back into the second half when I've taken that um, rest, um, I feel like my body gets just gets used to um, playing and then like, I don't really get tired that much. <laughs> I can <Yeah>. tell. I <laughs> can tell. What is it? What is your favorite part of the game? Because you know, sometimes technically you're a defensive player, but you're always moving yeah. up the pitch. What's your favorite part? I feel like my favorite part of the game is like um, contributing to the to the attack. I like making um, assists, assisting. I like assisting my teammates to score goals, and I like also, I also like scoring goals. So if I'm after every game, if I'm able to like achieve any of this, then then like I I'm, I'm happy. Nice. Yeah. And then last thing, how much more comfortable are you now? Uh, this Is this your actually third year in school or second? Um, this is my third year in school. Okay, yeah. yeah. How much more comfortable now are you? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm really comfortable here now. Um, my first two years were kind of um, um, difficult for me because I had to like adjust to um, transitioning from playing high school soccer and coming to college. And I had to adjust and learn and it was kind of difficult for me, but then I feel like now um, I've grown more as a person and also as an athlete, and then and because of that, I feel like more comfortable now. Well, we're glad you stuck with it. You stayed here through the whole thing, yeah. and uh, best of luck this season. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, a man who's been uh, in Florida, but uh, in a different part of the country for the last four years, Alfred Perez uh, from Harvard. Uh, when you were looking, I'm, I'm guessing, to play your graduate season, you immediately went to Florida. Or is that a bad guess? <laughs> well, no, I was I was, I was, was open to many options. I was also looking about signing a professional contract mm -hmm. before, um, and then I kind of figured I had one year of eligibility, eligibility left. So, you know, I, I spoke to some schools and decided to come to University of South Florida. Did you grow up in the Miami area? I did. I grew up in Miami, born and raised in Miami, but I played uh, I played most of my academy soccer in Weston, so in Fort Lauderdale. Got it. Got it. Pretty uh, rich area for soccer. What does uh, obviously academics was I'm guessing a big part of it, but what drew you to Harvard? Yeah, uh, when I was getting, I, I went through the recruiting process, you know, like we all do, and um, for me, I just when I went on my visit, I felt at home. Uh, the coaching staff showed a lot of love. The other players showed a lot of love. 
and um, an opportunity to pursue academics as well as, you know, play soccer at Harvard, the, you know, prestigious institution was something I couldn't really turn down. You know, it was, it was an amazing experience and, you know, I'm happy I had it. Wow. That's just that's very impressive to me. Uh, but from the athletic side, how disappointing it was the one year when, you know, the Ivy League basically canceled all sports. Yeah, it was it was very disappointing, very unfortunate. You know, there's two ways to look at it. There's always a positive and negative side. The negative side was that I didn't get to play uh, with Harvard that season. But the positive side is that that year I was actually able to be in with Inter-Miami for the whole year, so in a professional environment. And then another positive is I got an extra year, so it brought me here to USF. Yeah, well, when did you actually show up uh on campus, I'm guessing recently, and, and how's it been so far? I got here three days ago. Okay, um, it's I recent. Just, yeah, I just got here, <laughs> and uh, no, it's it's been great. The, the The team has welcomed me. The coaching staff has welcomed me, and it's been a very smooth transition. Like you know, I grew up in Miami, so it's it's very similar to to where I'm from. Well, I guess weather-wise, you're you're back in your element. Uh, did you ever get used to playing in the cold? I I can't say I got used to it. Um, you know, this is this is more normal for me. The heat, the humidity is more normal for me than the snow and the cold. So I was gonna say, did you did you have a how did you have a snow game? How many snow games did you? have? There were quite a few, <laughs> quite a few snow games. Not 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 very fun. Well, congratulations. You get probably I don't know if you guys are at Temple this year, but uh, that's the one. That's a one opportunity. Yeah. Uh, what what other, I mean, obviously then the obvious things that people here know about USF. Uh, was there a certain thing that, that made you decide at the end on the Bulls? You know, the soccer program, um, of course, and just the style of play that the coaches told me that they wanted to play. They told me they wanted to keep the ball a lot, uh, play a good brand of, of football, which which is important to me as a player. Um, and, I, and I feel like I put myself here in an environment with the coaching staff and, and everybody who supports us here an environment where I can where I can flourish and I can succeed and, and you know hopefully reach the next level of my career. And then last thing for Bulls fans that are listening to this, uh, what can they expect when they see you on the pitch? What, what style would you uh, say you have? Uh, for Bulls fans, I can say we're gonna have a lot of fun this season. You're gonna see me uh, hopefully dancing after I score. You know, entertaining you guys. You know, having a lot of fun together. And you know, I hope I hope I hope I can uh, make you guys happy this season. We will not rate your dancing on the first one we'll just gradually hope that you score about five or six or seven times and then it keeps improving thanks a lot for sitting down with us thank you again men's soccer tonight against ut at seven o'clock next week we'll have volleyball season starting one of their leaders and a character first of all tizzy Bouhiz, let me ask you do you know the phrase practical joker do you know what that means no practical joker is the person that is always in hiding and then creating laughs and scares for their teammates. That's you, correct? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I, what I try to do with it with our team. Like, try to have fun because I feel like at the end of the day, it's just a game. So I know we all care about this. I care. I hate losing. I I, I always give my hundred percent every time. But I, I try to have fun too. You know, try to put like a combination of both. Yeah, that that's kind of what I'd like to do. Yeah. Except you're way better at volleyball oh than yeah. I am. <laughs> uh, w- when uh, did you? Get, let's just take them one in yeah. each. When did you start to become somebody that was comfortable being the, the joke around person and have fun person? Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I start uh, right uh, at the beginning of the fall of last year. I think the girls they gave me like a like a space to be like that, and I think they like it. I can I can be both. I can say like, hey, come on in the court, but then after I'm like joking around and with everyone. So I'm actually really happy that I can be myself here with with all the girls. And then when did you get to be the person that, 
like you said, hates losing because, uh, you know, I yeah. can see that part of you as <laughs> yeah. well. Well, uh, I'm from Argentina. I think our country, we we want to win every single time that we can with, like, every single thing. We like to compete. So I think since I'm young, I, I always like like to win and I hate losing. So every single time that I'm doing something, I just want to win. Okay. Did you ever, as a youth, compete for Argentina against Brazil? I guess you probably did. Okay, because you now have two Brazilians on your yeah, team. Yeah, I know. Like, how did <laughs> speak about some of these new South Americans? I know. Yeah, I can I can say something that it was this is a story. But um, before they in the spring, coach, I have a meeting with her, and she was like, "Tizi, I know that you don't like Brazilian, but we are gonna have two actually." So I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" <laughs> you thought so she was like, doing a joke for you? Yeah. So I was like, "I'm not doing that. Like, I'm sorry, coach. I know that you wanna." I cannot be friends with them. I can't. I cannot play with them. It's going to be so, so hard for me. <laughs> but actually, right now, they are maybe two of my best friends here. It's crazy. I, I know. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we share culture. It's kind of the same. Uh, South Americans. So we listen to music. We are crazy all the time. They they changed me. I thought I was a, a different person. They came here. I'm crazy now. Like I'm trying to. Isn't that funny how when you're in South America, you're competing, competing, however you want to say. But when you're in another country, United States, far away from home, you have a little common a hundred percent we we need to figure out the way to play together because mm. we we now right now we have the same objectives for for the fall and for the season so i feel we are doing better now we are friends so <laughs> i think everything is fine but you know what is really funny yeah. the fact that before we started talking you said your english is not that good <laughs> because it is great <laughs> thank way you I was, I was practicing <laughs> i <laughs> was i mean i was here for a year so yeah i need yeah. to get better um what do you uh, need to get better at yourself as far as playing goes what did you learn from that first year here i think i can get better in like blocking a little okay. i feel like that's something that is going to help the the team and I think a good thing that I have is like trying to score in the moments that is maybe hard or like at the end of the set or mm -hmm. something like that. So I, I hope I can keep doing that and definitely improving my block is going to be really good. The end of the set, that's interesting because you, you guys were close in a lot of sets last year and they didn't quite work out. Is that something that you think you can, can change? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we can definitely do better on that now that we know what is coming, now that we... We know that we were like really close in a lot of matches and we, we, we lost that one. So I feel like we can definitely do better in this season. All right. Well, you're smiling during yeah. this. When I see you playing, you won't be smiling. <laughs> yeah. You'll be smiling. You'll be doing both. Okay. You're great at it. Thank <laughs> okay. you very much. Thank you so much. And we talked to those two Brazilian teammates, the freshman Maria Andrade, along with Yasmin Shah. You'll hear those interviews in the next few days. And yes, Maria especially had some funny things to say about that. That's going to wrap up our show here for you on a Tuesday. Remember, 1115 Live, the press conference with Jeff Scott and Gary Bohannon on your home of the Bulls 24-7, USF Bulls Unlimited. You've been listening to Bulls Beat on Unlimited Unloaded.